Hello everyone and welcome back to the Ishan Shastri podcast. My name is Cameron and I'm joined once again by the scrumptious Mr. Anshuman Shastri. How are you, Ash? I'm doing lovely, mate. How have you been? Well, you know, I'm gearing up for the new season ahead, hoping that I will not be in the state of depression I was left in at, after last year. However, I've got a sneaky bad feeling. But that is, of course, IPL chat, which we will get to. It is starting this week. Excitement. But we went and asked you, Ash's poll and all of that, for a few questions. And you duly obliged people. Uh, and we thought, you know what? We're going to structure this episode based off of your questions. And there's no better place to start than with Sahil's question or basically topic asking us to talk about the WPL that just concluded yesterday. Mumbai Indians running out victors, Mumbai winning everything, sadly, with that unbelievable team, Nat Siver, Brunt, the GOAT, all of this. Uh, brilliant, brilliant tournament, brilliant advertisement for women's cricket. Ash, now that it's just finished yesterday, what are your overall emotions? Well, simply, simply amazing. Like we had the final yesterday and uh, I have hardly seen uh, a more closely fought final where a team just powers their way through to eventually clinch the title. Mm. It was something quite, uh, quite pleasant, quite engaging, quite exciting as well. And I think the tournament deserved a final like that, you know. Worthy of that. That was that was absolutely fine. That uh, was something to absolutely behold. And the fact that so many Indian stars started popping up uh, already is uh, a massive boost for uh, for the women's cricket in India. That kind of fell behind in the glitz and glamour of the IPL. Absolutely. And from what I can tell, uh, it wasn't just your big star Indian female players that came to the fore in this tournament. So yes, Harman Preet Kaur, uh, she was fantastic. But I thought it was really telling that some of the kind of, at least to a more international um, audience, it was some of the more like fringe Indian international players that really stood up in this tournament. Um, like the, I'd say Mandanda, uh, Shafili Varma, Jemima Rodriguez didn't like they didn't live up quite to the hype of maybe some of the other players, but I mean that's a good thing in a sense. I think that's the beauty of it, to be honest, because as I mentioned in the, the last episode, that the women's cricket in India has achieved such great heights. We had a tournament here in back in January where I saw some players who were like so good to watch. I thought that if I could watch them bat for a whole day. I would be in a very happy state of mind because of the way they understood the game. They understood the ways in which they could score. They understood their own strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Something I like really appreciate in, um, in top level players and quality players. And I was very happy to see some of those talents uh, showing up in our tournament at our doorstep. I'm very happy as well that one of those girls got a name in the original auction list as well. Although she wasn't picked up, but then it's only a matter of yeah. time. No, I remember you saying. That's what I feel. Uh, one uh, complaint I would have with this WPL is that five teams are like simply too few. Yeah. They should at least add a sixth one. I agree. That, that is a must. That is a must. And yeah. preferably 
uh, a Chennai franchise. That's what I want. I want to really support. I want Kate Cross to have a team from next year. Preferably to have a team that can give the fight back to the big two. Because I think from day one, we saw Mumbai and Delhi being uh, so far ahead of the other three mm-hmm. that uh, there wasn't really any competition of any sort. And why do you think that is? Well, one of them being RCB can actually like, uh, it kind of like justifies itself mm-hmm. in the name. Smriti Mandana, all those big names and everything, but then all glitz and glamour with no cricketing success to show for yeah. it has to be the has to be the bio of every IPL page supporting RCB yeah. because I haven't seen a team with so much buzz around it, so many fans, so much following, so much glitz and glamour, so much uh, flamboyance. And so little output to come out of that. I, I don't know if you saw, I know this is kind of getting into the IPL chat, but there was a thing uh, the RCB mm-hmm. men's team put out. Uh, it's like, it almost looked like a concert, this full stadium. They were like flashing their torches. It looks incredible. Uh, and all of it just for the inevitable, hopeful disappointment for them this season. So tell me, if if you had to take one generic standout player and then one like emerging player who you'd not really heard of before but they really impressed you uh, from this WPL who would you go for? I think if I am to pick one like simply mm-hmm. one I kind of like how um, uh, Jemima Rodriguez uh, yeah, she, she's very good formed throughout she was she was quite good. Nat's giver was was pretty pretty nice throughout. She struggled for our runs. No, she's she's the goat. Have you seen what the stats she ended up with? It's like an average of like forty sixty strike rate of one four four. You know, she carried Mumbai mm-hmm. uh, two not out fifties uh, in the eliminator in the final. She is the goat. I think she's the best in the world at the moment. I think she absolutely is, and uh, she's like one of those. Clutch ladies who can perform when things, uh, when the going gets tough. Like we discussed about these clutch players uh, who, who just always stick in when uh, it, the going gets tough for their sides. She's right up there. Yeah, she has to be right up there. She's like kind of, uh, how should I say, like in uh, that, not exactly one, but Grant Elliot, Graham Thor. Grant Elliot is such an amazing shout. Oh, what that is a clutch player! That semi-final just uh, you just gets if, if, if into ever my there mind. Was one, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah Grant yeah, Elliott. Yeah. What a comparison, Ash. That's of a brunt to Grant Elliott. That is something. Like you, you probably like won't even pick her in your top twenty cricketers and all. You would never have her like as one of the best. That is for sure. But then, when you need her to perform, she'll always be there, and she'll give you this course and she'll give you the the odd fielding brilliance as well. So what emerging player has come to your attention? I think I should apologize first for not knowing her about her, her success earlier, but I think it has to be Hayley Matthews. Yeah. Because that's the first time I saw her and uh, it turns out that she won the players, player of the tournament award as well. She's superb. I, I know she was, uh, well, she is an opening batsman. But I think her bowling is what's really uh, caught the eye, especially that all-round status. Yeah, yeah no, she yeah. she's she's wonderful. Any Indian yeah. emerging talents that caught your eye? 
I think there was one left arm seamer that I saw. I'm quite I'm forgetting her name. Well, it's late over there, Ash. We we forgive you. What team did she play for? I think she was for UB Wizards, right? Which is a shocking UB name. Warriors, UB Warriors. Okay, which I think. Oh, that's a bit better. Uh, and their their kit was uh, even worse. I know. It's like they were taking from the hundred uh, design book because uh, the hundred. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know what? I I think as an inaugural flagship female uh, competition, it was very impressive, and hopefully, it's just going to grow from there. As much as I dislike Mumbai, Charlotte Edwards winning, you know, she's the coach there. Uh, got to get behind that. Izzy Wong, she has really risen to stardom, had a brilliant tournament. Uh, and I, it can only be good for the game, even if it is an adversary showcase of Indian Monopoly. Oh, oh yes, oh yes, absolutely. absolutely yeah. Let's move on to its kind of partner, the WPL's partner. And of course, the show has been, its foundations is almost the IPL, and uh, we had a, a few questions in on that, uh, which we shall get to. Are you excited, Ash? Starts this Friday, CSK versus reigning champions Gujarat Titans. Give me your emotions of the festival cricket that's about to be upon us. Well, IPL happens to be, like, perhaps the best time of the year. Like, I've had people who tell, who have been telling me for the past month, month and a half that IPL is about to come or everything's going to be so perfect. Everything's going to be so nice that they, they're like, it has become bigger than Holi and Diwali in India, like which used to be the two big things. Now it is Holi, Diwali and the IPL. Yeah. In what order? Uh, guess it has to be IPL, Diwali, Holi or something of that sort. But I, but never know, like with it, it is, it has caught up so massively with the with the Indian crowd that uh, I guess there is hardly anyone who who gets a flavor it on a regular basis. Do you know what I'm so excited about? I'm so excited for home teams, home crowds, different stadiums. Oh, oh yes. my god! Get yes, out of Mumbai! Yes, 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 get yes. out of the Brabon Stadium, whatever it was. Get to home advantage for Chennai, mm. just, but not even that. Literally, just going around the country again and seeing the different crowds supporting their teams. Who knows? Maybe we'll get some cheerleaders again. Maybe too wishful thinking, but it will just it will be that sense of normalcy. We've gone through all those years of utter crap uh, thanks to COVID, and uh, it'll be nice to get back to how IPL was. And I'm sure it will just make it even more popular once again. There, so. Abby sent us in a question about who we predict shall win the tournament. I wanted to start off with this because I think it's almost impossible to predict. And that is in main part due to the amount of injuries. I feel like every single team, you could just pluck off quite a major player for them who's got injured. I've just read today KKR with Shreyas Iyer being out for... Uh, a big chunk of the tournament uh, and Nitish Rana is going to take over the captaincy uh, I've seen that uh, LSG's Motion Khan who I think's a real big miss is going to be out Jasper Bumra uh, there's rumours that Mukesh Chowdhury of Chennai your boys Rajasthan uh, don't you have Prashad Krishna who is a massive loss for you guys and I actually do feel a bit of a bit of pain for you guys there and again I'm sure 
look, I've gone through half the teams there and there will be more. But if you can... No Johnny No Bears Johnny Best. So, no yeah, Bears absolutely. They, who, who's the replacement? Though? So, oh, they've uh, they've called up uh, the Aussie from... The Aussie. Matt, Matt Short, Short, exactly. Who are, the, on everyone's lips is, is this Darcy Short 2.0? Where these... Well, it could, yeah, could well be. These BPL stars that don't really have international experience come over to the IPL and uh, somewhat found out. Uh, but who knows? Let's let's hope better for, for Mr. Short. Yeah, most teams are being affected by this. And I guess I will come back to who we think is going to win. This links on to another question we had, which was about injuries, but, but like especially on Indian fast bowlers. But I guess we can kind of stretch out in general. Why do we think we are seeing so many injuries, and especially to those fast bowlers? So I think this IPL, something which is going to be known for like having so many injuries mm. uh, in one go. We have had players missing. We have had uh, the IPL literally shifted out of India for several multiple editions. We have had IPL without crowds. We have, uh, we have had IPL literally paused in uh, between. But then we've never had uh, that many injuries to begin yeah. with. It is quite shocking to see so many players and so many fast bowlers being uh, injured because if you are a uh, full-time cricketer, the least you can do is stay fit. If you are a professional cricketer, knowing very well that IPL is to be the biggest thing. It's just, there's too much cricket. Like for these fast bowler loads. Well, well, well I would say if uh, Bumrah gets injured, I totally get that mm. part. He may have a stress, stress, stress factor. If a Shami is injured, I totally get that. But what on earth is Shivam the way doing to get injured in the first place? Mm. <laughs> He's kind of fit, but then he hasn't played any competitive cricket since November. Well, then maybe it's the... For those players, it's the other way. That they just prioritise the IPL. They don't play enough around the circuit if they're not in the international side. And so they're not match fit. And then... You know, these little niggle injuries come up because they haven't been uh, playing regularly enough. Not too much, but just regular enough. Like, I am very concerned, and what Chennai have done for years now, as we know, had it up by, like, MS Dhoni, we had Utaper now, you know, with Ryadu. These players are, like, are solely IPL uh, cricketers that come back just for that. It'll take them half the tournament to get up to speed. You'd imagine might pick up the odd injury here and there because they haven't been playing to the standard uh, I don't know. I th- I think that might be one reason. Too much cricket and maybe too little cricket for some. Well, I would say IPL should start tightening up the news on the amount of money they paid for the players who got injured prior to the tournament, unless there is an like active injury involved. I didn't. Yeah, how does this work? Do you know? Because I thought if they get injured before, do they get paid? I do. Like they 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 have a formula. Right. Like uh, what happens is, let's say there are three situations. The one being like they get injured during the IPL. So they get paid full for the amount of time they spend. Mm-hmm. Plus for the rest, uh, they get paid about 50%, okay. which is quite fair enough. The m- money that they earn is typically paid in four installments, which again is fine, which is quite understandable. It is the four installments are spread across mm-hmm. the year. Very reasonable. Now, let's say if a player gets injured in uh, playing for their country or something prior to the IPL, then they just get their 50% share. Right, okay. Which is fair enough again. Mm -hmm. 
and assuming they miss the whole tournament for that. Yeah. And then uh, if a player is injured without representing their country, if they are, they just like have niggle or they are not match fit, then they're only paid thirty percent. So at the very least, once you've been picked up at auction, no matter if you're Johnny Bairstow and you go out to the golf course to celebrate the next day and you snap your leg, you will get thirty percent of your fee. Is that right? That's the bare minimum. Uh, yep. That's really interesting. Sam Curran's going to be doing all right regardless. Then. Yep. Hmm. That. Oh, that you do learn something new every day. Okay, let's get people what they really care about. You know, let's get some some form of previews of the sides going into. It. Ash, I know you have some information on this. Lead us away. Well, the first and the foremost thing has to be the new rules coming in this yep. year. So we have one very simple rule that I'll quickly get rid okay. of. That more than just uh, the dismissals and the runs. Now you can even. Take a review for wides and no balls. Very sensible. Which kind of make absolute sense because if you are using the technology anyway, why not use it for everything? Yeah, agreed. Do you have a certain amount of reviews? So, to use on that. Well, it remains the same, but it remains the same. So it is kind of like a win-win situation for everyone. Right. Okay. They tested that in uh, the women, the women's Premier League. So right. It. Kind of seems logical, and I expect the ICC to uh, regain some consciousness and some sense uh, very soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comes the fact that in the domain of the player availability, a lot of teams are going to get benefited or get faltered because they have added a new phenomena called the impact player. Yes, yes. Now, so the impact player implies that every team. Can potentially have one player replacing another mm-hmm. at uh, some point in the game. So it's kind of like the super sub system we had uh, about like. Well, it's the same rules the BPL had, isn't it? Yes, precisely. Yeah. So, but but the difference uh, that we have in this one is going to be that the impact player cannot be an overseas player if you if you are fielding four international players. Right. If you are uh, fielding three or less, you can still have uh, an overseas player as your impact right. player. What about if you're taking off one of your overseas? No, you still have to uh, uh, put in an Indian player. I see. Okay. Uh, with common sense prevailing, what they have done is they have uh, not made it mandatory for a team to announce their twelve before the. Yes, cross. this I find interesting. So this is the idea that what. Ever, you know, the toss lands. If you're put into field first, uh, perhaps you play an extra bowler or vice versa, of course. Um, yes, and I think uh, in South Africa for the SA20, they, they trialed this where they announced the 11s after the toss, I think. Yes, yes. So what they're going to do is, let's say you have a certain set of 12 players for a particular thing, out of which you add to choose between an impact player because it will eventually come down to two or three players in a side who would be in a position to get swapped mm-hmm. out. So you can do it after the toss as well. Every captain would be walking up with the with two sets of team sheets depending on their choice or whether they are batting or bowling. So what you essentially get is like if you are, let's say if you are batting first, one of your top order batters can... Uh, bat out the overs, can score the big runs, and then relax as some quality fast bowlers uh, takes 
poles in in place of them being out in the field. He, uh, Chris Henry Gale would have loved this rule. Chris Henry Gale, that's what I was going to come to. Like someone like it, it, it is something which is kind of like tailor made for someone like Christopher Henry yeah. Gale. And then I'm, I also wanted to bring up about the games. So it's 14 league games for each side. That was the same last year. Do we know what groups they're in? Do you remember like before there was like a side uh, of the draw you were kind of in? I think I think they make groups. Uh, Is it the same as last year? for operational purposes. No, no, no. There are different groups. But what happens is within your group, mm-hmm. you play everyone twice. Home and, and you away. play the other ones once. Once and one of them twice. It's very confusing. I was just trying to figure out what the two, like, those groups are. But I can't seem to find them. Funny, like, Group A had KKR, Mumbai, Rajasthan, Lucknow, and Delhi. Is that for this year? And Group B had... Oh, I've got them, yeah. Group B had Bangalore, Chennai, Gujarat, Punjab, and Sunrisers. Okay. So, that is quite uh, straightforward. I think Chennai has a much lighter group in comparison. I'll be honest with you. This is the first time I'm seeing it, and I am not upset, to be honest. I'd rather be on that side. But I think if a team has to do well, these groups and these uh, uh, useless details should not make much of an impact at all. Sure, sure. Because because what I see is, what I see is that every team being very proactive and trying to be smart about these... Uh, these so-called player changes, mm. but eventually leading to a lot of a lot of chaos and maybe opting for like a set a set choice of eleven players only. I think Shivam Dube is going to get very used to being a twelfth man. I I, ha- I have that feeling. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, and obviously we will come back to the IPL. Well, I think basically most of our next few shows will be IPL dominated, so we'll be able to talk and report back on how these new rules are affecting the games but do you have any gut feeling over who might take the crown coming up i was having this discussion the other day and uh, i gave it a long thought as to how the power player system uh, or the impact player system okay could actually benefit a side i felt that the team uh, uh which is one of the best equipped ones to make use of that uh, was Rajasthan. Oh, funny that. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you look at it. Rajasthan had uh, only five bowlers up until uh, last season. So they struggled when one of their bowlers, they faltered. But you are now missing arguably your best Indian bowler or seam bowler. Well, but, well, but then we can replace him with the, let's say we have uh, we can replace one of, like, let's say, Jaiswal or someone with uh, another Indian quality fast bowler. Uh, I'm. We have yeah. Kuldeep Singh still. Oh, I've, you know, you should support and back your side, Ash. And of course, you came so close last year, but that was a, you know, that was a lot on Butler's shoulder shoulders to get you to that point. And you'd have to hope for the same. And he's obviously a gun, so who knows? He might well do it. Um, the team I was looking at, I, I really like the look of LSG. A lot of money spent on Nicky Poran. He, he seems in decent form. You know, a team with QDK at the top. I know KL Rahul is, is kind of bantered, but 
I still think he's a quality IPL player. He always scores four, five hundred runs. Motion Khan is a big, a big miss, admittedly. Mark Wood being there this year, hopefully he stays fit. We love a bit of Mark Wood. I don't know. And they've got Undercat, so, you know, that's a winning combo. So maybe LSG. I'll be so intrigued to see how good Jurek get on again this year. Because on paper, again, I'm sh- I'm telling you they're the weakest. But yeah. that obviously meant nothing last year. What I would say is Shubman Gill looks, I think, and like almost double the play was last year. And he was pretty good last year. I think he's just... His quality is getting more and more each year. Uh, David Miller just is aging beautifully. Rashi Khan is, is obviously the man. It'll be interesting to see how those other players around them go. So you never know. Kudrak could could be up there again. I guess for the people that actually do care about my opinion on Chennai, I think if Mukesh Chowdhury is out for the whole year, that is a real blow. Like I said, Shuman Dube, I think, will, should get used to being that 12th man. And it's all on a bit of Ben Stokes form I think like a lot of money spent on him if he goes badly that batting lineup isn't all too scary to be honest but a Ben Stokes firing at the top of the order you know who knows And I th- but one last thing really happy to see Deepak Jahar back a power play bowler that's why I so want Mukesh Chowdhury to be fit to have Mukesh Chowdhury and Deepak Jahar opening up for us to have two quality Indian opening bowlers in that power play will do wonders for us uh, and playing it uh, back home at Chennai can only be a good thing for us. So we'll wait and see. Uh, but I would probably say if you had to right now, Ash is going for his team, RR, Rajasthan Royals. And I think I will probably go for, even though I said all the other, th- <sighs> am I back in? Screw it. I'm going to go Gujarat. Can we can we pick like our top four in whichever order? That's what we did last time as well. Come on then. Go with your top four. Y- yep. I have Rajasthan. Okay. I have uh, the Sunrisers. Okay. I have uh, Chennai. Oh, good man. Yeah. Because uh, it may turn out to be Dhoni's last IPL. So uh, I would give them that benefit of doubt. Good. Yep. And then I su- suspect one of Mumbai and LSG to make it through. Okay. Yep, I like it. I'm going to go LSG. Yeah, good. I'm going to go for CSK. It's only right for me to say RR. And they were very good last year. And I'll say Gujarat. But Mumbai, I just think that Bumra loss is a, is a huge one for them. That's a massive one. And they don't have any fast bowling uh, resources yet. They're going to have to hope to score 2 two ten each game. Uh, and go from there. So, and as we know, Mumbai is normally a good batting track. So we'll have to see. Um, okay, let's move on from the IPL and go to a kind of different star question. Not well, cricket related, but not so much playing. Uh, we've had a, a question from our beloved joint club Hive Green. A little shout out to them. You know, the season starting soon. Hopefully we go well. If there's anyone listening near the Kent era or beyond who fancy a game, get in touch. We are always... Go on, go on Bobby. Yeah, we're always on the lookout for new players and we'd be very happy to accommodate anyone who fancies a game. However, the official Hive Green Instagram page, which you can find, I'm sure we will put it somewhere, just type Hive Green 
into the old Instagram, has asked us, Mr. Shastri, what is the loveliest ground we have ever played at? And I kind of think we should choose one that we have both played at together. How do you fa- how do you feel about that? Well, we can have a choice of like we can both pick one, one where we both played together, and one uh, okay. Otherwise, as well. All right. Well, I have one other one to mind, which I'll yeah. I'll go with first. And go ahead. It, go ahead. Yeah. It was when playing in Barbados. And there was a team called Isolation Cavaliers, who, as the name suggests, they were in the middle of nowhere. And (laughs) it was remarkable for many reasons. Uh, Do you remember the left arm West Indian off spinner, Suleiman Ben, the like six for eight guy? Uh, Oh, yeah. It was his home club. Uh, So it was all. Oh, no. So all (laughs) of the. pavilion was decked out in like his his west indies kits and pictures of him it was really cool and they were pretty strong oh, no. obviously they beat us and it, we were surrounded by like, cabbage patches i remember having to fetch a few balls uh in there probably jesse was bowling and there was mountains surrounding us it, it, it was it was uh, rather lovely so i'd say say that one what about yourself well i don't have any in india unfortunately but uh, having been to sri lanka to play a cricket tournament I didn't know you'd been there. I mean, yeah. I went to a ground uh, in, I guess it was in Colombo. And the place where we stayed, Mm. yeah, the place where we stayed was uh, right next to the ground, but we didn't know it. Okay. It was kind of like a five minute walk. Yeah. But then the building was like 40 stories tall and we were on like, 25th floor or something. So we could see the ground from up there. So what were you doing in Sri Lanka? We were playing. Like, there was a cricket tournament. We played like three or four games. It was like a short tour. Was this for an Indian team? Yeah, it was for a club, yeah. Oh, cool. And so what was so beautiful about this ground? So, like, the fact that we could see the games happening from up there. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like in the middle of the city, there is some river or some maybe some seawater coming towards that, some canal or something. Mm-hmm. But you had this good sea breeze flowing, flowing, flowing across. It had all the pavilions and all. We were like, we didn't have many grounds with lots of pavilions in India back then. So Yeah. Nice. Ground, in fact, I can check out right now and tell you the name of the ground. Wow. So that you can see it as well. It looks quite beautiful. Like there was one of those, Women's World Cup qualifiers that took place there as well. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And it was, I guess it is this one. We all wait. Is it Zahira Cricket Ground or what? I think it was something quite prominent as well. Something very fascinating to see. Yeah, Moore Sports Club. Okay, there you go, people. Search it up. Moore's, M-O-O-R-S. And I was in the tower uh, right next to it. The club seems to be like the house to many legendary Sri Lankan cricketers. I guess the club room was shut, but then uh, it actually contained uh, the jerseys of, I guess, Arjuna Ranatunga and a few other players who have played on that ground for that club. Mm. I am not exactly sure that was quite some time back. Mm. But that was perhaps one of the uh, prettiest grounds I've played. Maybe because that was my first time playing outside India or whatever, but then that that was pretty nice. Nice. Well, let's think of one together. 
I was thinking yeah. maybe, do you remember the ground? I can't remember the name of the team, uh, so I'm hoping you can remember because it was used for a film set. Well, it wasn't a film set, but they filmed there for the Darling Buds of May. If anyone knows that show, check it out. And it was, mm-hmm. a, it was the game where you and Ishan opened the batting together and almost batted all the way through. Um, they weren't very strong. It was a Sunday, vi- it, but it was the quintessential village ground. There was like little cottages. It was this perfect, like circular ground in the middle, like say with all these circular cottages, like wrapped around the ground. Do you remember it, Ash? I do remember the game. Like we started off by paying uh, our homage to someone who passed away from within that club. Hmm. If I'm correct, they got bundled out for a pretty low score. Yeah. On what was a shocking, shocking pitch. Yes. So, well, I remember the the game more than the ground itself. Well, you say about the game then quickly uh, while I try and find the the ground. Mm-hmm. So we uh, won the toss and opted to bowl. And being a batting freak myself, I... I kind of don't enjoy when uh, the captains, they choose to bowl first. Mm. But turned out that that somehow was the right decision for that particular wicket. They got bundled out for like 80 odd, and then we chased it down in maybe about 15, 16 overs. Me and Ish luckily opened the batting. So we were like in our elements, we were discussing details and he was like, we have to stay in, we have to score runs. He was very happy that day because he... Played a few scintillating shots that day. Mm-hmm. Although it was a tough track track to bat on and he was struggling, but then he could still show some of his class. I think that would have been the first innings you would have seen him uh, show his true class. Uh, yes, yeah, I, 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 he played really well. Yeah. I'm just looking it up. Yeah. And are you happy with that suggestion? Uh, not really. I think we can uh, keep hunting for some more. Or have you got another one in mind? The school ground that the story played on with rivers on uh, two sides of the ground. Okay, well, could well, be fun. Although I never enjoyed, never enjoyed batting there. Little chart. I thought it was little chart. That's who it was. It could have been little chart. Yeah. 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 We we, we were to play them that year, so uh-huh. like it could have been little chart. Yeah. Well, no wonder I wanted to bring this game up. Your boy only opened the bowling nine overs, two maidens, five for twenty six. Economy of 2.89. Thank you very much. Bundled them out for <laughs> 95 all out. And then we chased it three down for 96. Little chart. 96, yeah. Very nice. I think both me and Ish got 20s in that. If yeah, I'm I think not, so. Uh, wrong. I think so. Something around that, yeah. So what about, have you got a suggestion of a game that we've both played in, which the ground was particularly lovely? Lovely. Well, for me, uh, having a lovely pitch was somewhat having a lovely ground as well. Okay. So, Not quite the same, but yeah. In a lot of games, lovely grounds, I think uh, if I'm to talk of pitches, there were some really wonderful ones. I enjoyed uh, batting at Deal Victoria. That was a beautiful surface. Mm-hmm. Hyde Green surface is something I quite enjoy batting on as well. Well, I think Hyde Green, and we play at Saltwood, I think that's a particularly lovely ground. You've got some houses. That is exactly, that is exactly, exactly the reason why I mentioned that ground as well. Oh, is that what you're going to go for? Yep, oh, because we nice. are on an absolute, hill, absolute hilltop. We could see 
the English Channel towards a far right on the ground. If you look uh, downhill, you have uh, the mm, the fields on one end. You have uh, tall trees. You have some houses. You have a very beautiful pavilion. You have a a proper cow corner. Yes, we we have cows on one side, which uh, most well, I say most of our players. Sebi gets very accustomed to quite a lot. Uh, he's had to take up wicket keeping yeah. to to keep himself out of the cow field. I tell you, if you're thinking, oh, would I like to play for this club? Come and have a look for the ground itself. Like it's got so many unique parts to it, a lovely little pavilion, and you can always tell yourself that you've played on the same ground that Ash Shastri's made a many a ton on and graced the field multiple times. A ground that has cows and brows. Cows and brows. That could be the title. Cows and brows. Yep. Look, Ash, I think we well know that the tide has come and of the IPL, this is. We shall be back with many yep. more episodes and more detailed IPL chat. If you like that, you're in for a treat. If you don't, listen anyway. Just for Ash's voice, listen anyway. Mm. Ash's poll will be out again. Please do keep like giving us your questions like you did this week. As, as you've seen, we do read them and we do use most of them um, so please keep doing that ash it's always a lovely to speak to you yep and i think this time i'm gonna do a double up on the uh, the ashes poll oh my god adding a question on which 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 team has uh, the best uh, jersey going around for this year's ipl along with having an open question for our listeners to keep floating their questions in and keep asking us their lovely lovely questions Good man. And maybe who they think is going to win the IPL this year. If anyone says RCB. Precisely, yep. Yeah, automatically thrown out. Okay, Ash, great speaking to you. And we look forward to speaking to you all again very soon. Adios. Yep, adios. Hope to see you soon.